0: today's episode, we're going to back things up a bit. Like I mentioned in this week's follow-up, I've been out of town all week, so Mike and I had to put this week's episode together in a time crunch. Several months back, we received a transcript of Herman Melgar's police statement that he gave to Deputy Garcia on the night his brother's body was found. The interview was conducted in Spanish, and the transcript showed both the Spanish conversation as well as the English translation. A few weeks ago, I put out a request for help. I needed a bilingual transcriptionist to listen to the actual audio and create an accurate English transcript to compare to the transcript that we received from the DA's office to check it for accuracy. Two listeners, Maria and Azul, volunteered for the job. Maria is a professional transcriptionist, and both she and Azul are native Spanish speakers. Maria transcribed the interview, and Azul double-checked her work. From there, we turned the transcript over to listener Kaylee, She's a theater teacher at Harold Cade Middle School in Victoria, Texas. Kaylee volunteered to have a group of her theater friends and former students read and record the transcript as voice actors. What you're about to hear are the voices of Logan Berger playing the role of Deputy Garcia and Mitchell Jackson playing the role of Herman Melgar. According to Maria, the transcript that was done by the Harris County Sheriff's Department was pretty darn accurate. There were a few small errors here and there, but nothing significant. The context of Herman's statement was accurately portrayed in the original transcript. So, without any further ado, here's Logan and Mitchell reading Herman Melgar's statement given to Deputy Garcia on the night of December 23, 2012.
1: I'm Deputy F.J. Garcia with the Harris County Sheriff's Office, Homicide Unit. Case number is 12-17-6269. Today's date is December the 23rd, 2012. We are at 9500 Kelsey Meadows Court, Harris County, Texas. This interview, uh, correction, This time, the time is 849. This interview will be conducted in Spanish.
2: Can you give me your full name, sir? Herman. Herman Ernesto. Mm-hmm. Herman Ernesto Melgar. Okay. Melgar Yalipat. And this is your identification, your Texas license? Yes, that is my driver's license. And what is your license number? And your date of birth? And what is your address? It's, uh... Okay. Houston, Texas. Seventy seven zero seventy. Okay. And your phone number? It's, uh... Okay. Where do you work, sir? Uh, I used to work doing yard work. Okay. Like a yard worker. Okay, well... And you don't work anymore? No, not anymore. I'm disabled. Okay. Yes. Okay, and well... And well, what do you call it? Well, tell me what happened today. Why did you come? Why did you come here today? Yes, officer. We had agreed with the family Mm -hmm. to gather uh, for a dinner. Okay. We had agreed to come today at at four this evening. Mm -hmm. So then, well, we were running a bit late and we got here like at 4.30. We showed up like at 4.30. The lady from across the street, she saw when we pulled up in our car, Mm -hmm. the whole family. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We got out of the car. We went to ring the doorbell and nobody would open. We could only hear the dogs barking. So then we gave it a little bit of time. At that time, I told my family, I told them, I'm going to go look in the back at the, at what is the, Mm -hmm. the, the yard, what is it? The back backyard, right? Backyard, uh-huh. Over in the back part to see if they were back there. And no, nope, neither one was back there. So then we got lucky that the garage door was open. Mm-hmm. The garage was open. So then I said, I'm going through the garage because maybe they can't hear us or see what is going on inside. So then while I went in through the garage... I went to open the main door, Mm -hmm. the main door that faces the street. I told them to come in, and at that time, we started to say, we are here, where are you? Mm -hmm. That's when I heard somebody say, help, help. So then I ran further in, Mm -hmm. and it was my sister-in-law, my brother's wife. Mm -hmm. So uh, the door was blocked with a chair, and she was tied from her feet and hands. Mm-hmm. So uh, I grabbed some scissors that she told me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There was some scissors and I, I, I untied the, the, uh, the ties that she had on her hands. Uh-huh. She had her hands tied in the back. Uh-huh. I cut... The ties, the the ties she had. Yes. So then my wife came in, Uh and and I told her to to take care of untying the ties she had on her feet. Mm -hmm. So she stayed taking them off, and I went looking for my brother in the house. So then I I went out to the street to see if if he was in the street or where then. When I came back in again, and uh, by then my daughter was also inside, and she told me, Uncle Jaime is in the closet. Then, well, I went to the closet, and my wife was already there with my sister-in-law. They were near the corpse. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I saw that, I went back out to the street, and I said to my to my son-in-law, meaning the husband of my of my daughter, to call the... He was already calling 9-11. Mm-hmm. And that is all I can tell you at the moment. Okay, okay, okay. So, when, when you entered the house through the garage and opened the door... Yes. The front door? The main door? I came in through the garage. Uh-huh. I came in and opened the front door. You went in and opened the front door. Okay, then you opened the main door. You advised that you had arrived. We all started saying, we are here, where are you? Uh Uh-huh. And since nobody would come out, we got worried. But at that moment is when I heard help, help. I I was able to hear the, I could barely hear the the voice. Mm -hmm. And I went to find her in the closet. There, she was tied and laying on the floor. She she was on the floor? She was on the floor, yes. She was on the floor with her hands tied in the back. Okay. And her legs were tied. When, well, what and who went in first? It was I. You and whom else? My wife was behind me. Your wife? My wife was following behind me. okay. So when you went into the bedroom, you saw her on the floor? No, in the... When I went into the bedroom, there was nobody in there. Uh Uh-huh. What I heard was her voice, and I asked her where she was. Uh Uh-huh. And if she was in the closet. Uh Uh-huh. She was in the closet. The door to the closet was blocked with a chair. It was blocked with a chair. I mean, if she had wanted to get out, she wouldn't have been able to, I think, because... Oh, okay. There there was a chair blocking the door. Okay. Okay, going into the room, where is the closet? The closet is a little past the bedroom. But where is it?
0: You go in. You go into through the bedroom door. Where's the closet? You're in front of the of the door. Where's the closet?
2: To the right hand side. To the right hand side? The Closet is to the right-hand side. Okay. Going into the bedroom, the closet is on the right-hand side. Okay. And she was in there? She was in the closet. She? Yes, she was inside the closet. That's when... And your brother? Where was he? In... in, (sighs) Up until that moment, I didn't know where my brother was. But where was he? He was in the other closet. Okay. In the other closet. Okay, okay. When you... You... Okay. Then you're a bit confused because uh, when you go into the room... Yes. There's a closet to the right side. Yes. That's where your brother was. My brother was there. Yes. Yes. Where was she? She was in the other closet. I think it's the... Bathroom closet? Yes. The bathroom closet. She was in there. Uh okay. So the door that leads to the bathroom. Yes. Had had a door. A chair. A chair blocking the door. Blocking. Yes. Oh, okay. Mhm. Okay. Okay, but when you went in, you only heard help, help. And you didn't see your brother? No, I didn't see anything. Okay. You didn't see anything? Because he was tucked into the closet. Okay, so, no, no, no. But you, you were hearing the the, the person uh, asking for help? I was led only by the, the her voice. Mm-hmm. That's when, like I told you, I, I removed the chair, uh-huh. and I saw her on the floor. That's when she told me there's some scissors on top of a cabinet. That's when I took off the ties. The the ties from her hands. Uh Uh-huh. So then, uh, when you move the door, the closet has a bathroom inside? Yes, the bathroom is there. Okay. Okay, so... Okay. So that's the bathroom. You were calling the closet the bathroom? The closet of the bathroom. Okay. Yes. She... She was in the... In the... In the bathroom, or she was in the closet in the bathroom. No, in the closet. In the bathroom closet. Puerta, she
1: was in the bathroom.
2: Okay,
0: Okay. But the door, the chair was was blocking the door
2: to the closet. Blocking the door to the closet or or the bathroom. No, no, the closet. So then when you when you when you went into the bedroom, you saw the bathroom. You saw the bathtub and all that. Yes, you can you can see you can see you are able to see it but at that moment, like I said, I was guided by her voice. Yes, 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 yes. And when I got to the closet door, the door opens out. Uh-huh. The closet door as well. Well well you're so you're talking about the bathroom closet? Of uh, the bathroom. She was in the bathroom closet. Correct. Correct. Okay. So you went into the bedroom and the bed is on the right? Yes. So you followed onto the bathroom? Yes. And when you went into the bedroom from the bedroom door and the bed is on the right side, could you see her from there? No. No. No, definitely not. So then you kept going by hearing her voice? Yes. So then? When I saw the door was blocked, I said, She's definitely in here. Okay. So that's when, as I've told you, I went in and. And the door. And a chair, if it was really blocking it, she couldn't get out if she wanted to. No, and either way, she couldn't get up. Okay. Because she was really tied. She was really tied. Okay. With her arms towards the back and her legs, she couldn't get up. Okay, and who? Who cut the? Who cut from the? From the hands? The ones on her hands, tying back. I cut them with the scissors. You took them off. Okay. With the scissors. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so, tell me again. You got there, and tell me again. Yes. Uh, as I told you, we got here. We rang the doorbell, and we just heard the dogs barking and nothing else. So then it caught our attention that nobody came out, and we had already agreed to gather here. So they should have been home. And since he had to go pick up my mom as well, I forgot to tell you that. He had to pick up my mom because she was in charge of bringing all the food over here. Okay. So that's when I started thinking that they could be in the back, in the backyard. Mm-hmm. So I went to the back, I went to open the back door, and I didn't see anybody, so I came back where I was. Which back door did you open? The backyard, the the wood, the wood one. Oh, the wood one, the, 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 the fence, the wooden fence? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes, that's the one I opened. Okay. So since I didn't see anyone inside, I came back to the front again. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's when I saw my family, and I said, they haven't opened yet? No, they said. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think we should go. No, wait, I told them. So that's when I told them, I'm going through the garage. And it just happened to be opened, I repeat. Mm Mm-hmm. I went in through the garage. I went into, I passed the living room, passed the living room and went to open the door for all of them. When we were all in, we started making noise. We're here, we're here, where are you? That's the moment I was able to hear help, help. And I started running further in, Mm -hmm. thinking the worst. And that's when, as I've told you before, I got all the way to the closet, guiding myself with her voice, and the door was blocked with the chair. That's when I removed the chair. And she had her hands tied where? In the front or the back? Back. Back. Her hands were tied behind her back. And what were they tied with? Like a type of ribbon, like a purple cloth. A purple cloth. A purple cloth, something like that. It was a cloth. If I'm not mistaken, a purple cloth. Okay. And what was the cloth like? Was it like a towel or like... I couldn't tell you because what it's called, I grabbed the scissors. You just cut it? I quickly cut it. Okay, you didn't touch it? I practically just cut it and halfway took it off. Okay, and you left it? And I left it there. Where? In the closet or in the bathroom? There there where she was on the floor that's where i left it in the closet or in the or in the i think in the g- closet definitely
1: okay okay
2: okay yes okay okay and so you took it off and what did she have on she only had i don't know if it was a blouse or a sweater what she had and her what color uh i don't recall i think I don't know if it was blue, I think... Uh Uh-huh. I believe blue. Blue? If I'm not mistaken, it was blue. Uh Uh-huh. And she was semi-nude. Okay, and what did she have? She was semi-nude. She only had on underwear. Underwear? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and what else? Is that it? That is all. Is that all? That is all, yes. Okay, what color underwear? Like, baby blue? I believe baby blue. Okay. Is that all? She didn't have anything else on? No. Okay. Just that. Okay, okay. And so then you cut the the, the 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 cloth off? The cloth from the hands. So you cut it off, and who cut the one from the... So at that moment, my wife walked in, and I told her, please, you keep untying her. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I can go look for my brother. Yes. To see where he was, right? Since we saw both of the cars, we knew they had not gone out. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, we thought they had gone out to get something last minute at the supermarket. Yes. But since both cars were there, no, they're here, they're here, my family said. Uh, My family. Mm -hmm. So what was I saying? I... You cut the cloth off and... Oh, yes, I cut the cloth. Then, then, then I told my wife, please continue untying her. Here are the scissors. She couldn't untie her with her hands. I told her, use the scissors, cut the cloth, and I went out to look for my brother, calling out for him throughout the house. Jim, Jim. So I went all the way out to the street to ask if anyone, if... He was anywhere around so that's when the lady from across the street was calling on the phone and my daughter's husband were both already calling 9-11 yes and when was when you found your brother when i returned uh-huh. i went back in my daughter she was already youngest daughter she was there i said have you seen what's his name where jaime is And she was all pale. I thought she was going to faint. Uh, She said, he's in the closet, she said. That's when I went to the closet and my sister-in-law and my wife were there Mm -hmm. near the corpse. Mm -hmm. That's when I realized that he was there. Mm -hmm. That is all. Okay. Has there been any problems between them? Between them as a couple? Yes. No, not that I know of. No. What is your brother's name? My brother. My brother's name was Jaime. Jaime. Jaime Estuardo Melgar. Melgar. Jaime Estuardo Melgar. And hers? She is Sandy. Sandy. M- I don't know how to pronounce her last name. McCulloch is how it's literally written in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I believe it's pronounced McCulloch. Sandy McCulloch. McCulloch. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And have there been any problems between Jaime and Sandy? Uh, not that I know of. No, no, no. There were no problems. They got along very well. They got along well? They got along very well, yes. Okay. What do you think happened today? Well, what I think is definitely a robbery. A robbery? I would like would like to speak to her about what happened since, well, she is alive. yes. And she can tell us what happened, but from what I can gather by simple observation, a robbery. A robbery? He has... do you know if he had any enemies? That I know of? No, he was very peaceful. Yeah? He wouldn't fight with anyone. He would go to work and back home. Mm Mm-hmm. From home to work. Uh Uh-huh. What is his job? He worked in computers with the school district. Which one? Of, of of Houston. I don't know if it's Houston or Harris County. Uh-huh. I couldn't tell you. Okay. But yeah, in, in computers for the school district. Do you remember that building that used to be near Galleria? Mm-hmm. A uh, building of of public administration.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That, that was sold close to Galleria. They demolished it, and now it's a new building. That's where he worked. Where Costco was? Yes, yes, right around there. There. Oh, okay. He used to work in that building. Oh, it was the Houston district. So they moved him here. That's why he moved to this house, because his job was here, close to 290, 290 and 610. Hmm. Okay, okay. Is there anything else that I might not have asked you that may help me with this investigation? Uh, not really, officer. That's all. All that I told you is what I experienced with all that happened, right?
1: Yes. Okay.
2: okay, so you went into the bedroom and you went to the bathroom because she was yelling for help. How? How? Yes. So you heard and came from the closet, but the closet had a chair? The chair was blocking the door. And the chair was straight up, or was it at an angle? It was... it was at an angle, oblique. Inclined? Inclined. Oh, okay. Pushing against the door, so when I moved it open... Uh Uh-huh. She was laying on the floor. Okay, okay, okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, officer. Many thanks. We are terminating this interview. The time is is 9.06. The time is
1: 9.06.
0: The thing that I find most interesting about this interview is how the word brazos, arms, and manos, hands, are used interchangeably. We hear Herman use the word arms to explain how Sandy was tied up several times throughout the conversation. But he also used the word hands a few times, too. Garcia primarily refers to Sandy's bindings as involving her hands, which I think influenced how Herman referred to them as the interview goes on. I guess the point here is that no one could possibly have known at this point that the exact manner in which Sandy was bound would be significant. We're looking back at this statement six years after the fact and analyzing every word that was said, but at the time, I don't think that Herman, or even Deputy Garcia for that matter, could have possibly known that there would eventually be a theory presented at trial that Sandy actually tied herself up, and that whether she was tied up by her wrists or her forearms would become an important distinction. Well, let's look back at exactly what was said in this statement. Garcia. And the door, the chair, if it was really blocking it, she couldn't get out if she wanted to? Herman. Herman. No, and either way, she couldn't get up. Garcia, okay. Herman, because she was really tied. Garcia, she was really tied? Okay. Herman, with her arms towards the back and her legs. She couldn't get up. And then we hear Garcia insert the word hands here, which, to be clear, I'm not suggesting was intentional. Again, I don't think that Herman or Garcia considered the significance of the two terms. Garcia says, in response to Herman saying that her arms were tied, Okay, and who who cut the who cut from the from the hands? Herman. The ones on her hands tying back, I cut them with scissors. The big questions that I had going into listening to this interview were how was Sandy bound? According to Herman, just hours after finding her, and was she actually bound so tightly that she couldn't escape? I think that Herman answers both of those questions for us. She was bound by her arms not by her wrist, just like described at trial and to me last summer. And she was, quote, really tied. So tightly, in fact, that Herman couldn't free her without actually cutting the bindings with scissors. As was stated in the transcript, quote, she couldn't get out if she wanted to. And that's all we have for you this week. Like I said, we had to cram four episodes into four days before I left to go out of town. This week's Friday follow-up will be back to our normal format. Hit us up on social media, email, or voicemail with questions about Herman's interview and or last week's episode where we broke down Detective Corazal's testimony. Again, I want to thank Maria and Azul for all of their hard work in transcribing Herman's interview. And also thank you to Kaylee Bennett and Jenna Harris who arranged for the voice actors in today's episode. Thank you to Logan Berger and Mitchell Jackson for playing the parts of Deputy Garcia and Herman Melgar. And also a big thanks to Darcy Grimm, who recorded and engineered the recording of the interview. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back to business as usual next week on Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery, Mike Bussing is our executive producer, and Shane Yoder is our sound engineer. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. Our Season 6 logo was also created by Shane Yoder of PutThemInASong.com. Our banner images and type font across all of our logos was created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of createdintandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. Thank you to our transcription team, Britta Bliss, Sarah Colby, Rachel Timberman, and Liz Rose. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $1 per month, and we also have reward levels on the Patreon that include access to behind-the-scenes videos of the tapings of our Friday follow-up episodes, Truth and Justice Army t-shirts and hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. But the most important thing that you can do is engage in the investigations keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. And for all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter. The show's handle is at truthjusticepod and my personal Twitter handle is at BobRuffTruth. And for more personal interactions, feel free to follow me on Instagram at truthjusticepod. Don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice.